Hello, welcome to an MS Right Corp training podcast. Today we're talking about dialing B and C leads. We are constantly bringing on new agents and so it's important that we keep sharp on dialing B and C leads. And I'm not talking about scripts or rebuttals. What I'm talking about is the mindset and really the essence of dialing B and C leads. You have to master this, otherwise you'll have a hard time getting to the next level. So what's it going to take? What's the necessary mindset, grit, persistence, thick skin, taking emotion out of the equation, a keen ability to persuade and convince, you know, when persuasion fails, persistence prevails, you have to take emotion out of the equation. And when you're able to do that, you find yourself becoming even more effective over the phone. Now, I know that's easier said than done. And it's going to take a lot of practice, but you all have it in you to do this. It's going to take some grit. You're going to have to really power through. And it's really just a numbers game. It's a contact sport. So the more contacts you make, the more chances you'll have to score. But it always begins with picking up that phone. If you can't pick up that phone and dial, you're never going to get started. And I know it seems very scary. But with enough practice, you're going to find yourself becoming more confident and less scared. And what happens when you're more confident? Suddenly, your luck is really good. And all of a sudden, you're scheduling tons of appointments. Now, I know this to be the case because I watched it with Sherry. In the beginning of our journey, she had me training her. And let me tell you, I was hard on her because we didn't have time for her to figure this out. We needed to learn this business right away because we didn't have another job. We didn't have other streams of income. Equus Financial, this insurance business, this is how we paid our bills. So Sherry learned pretty fast. And I watched her as she continued to develop and hone her skills. I watched her get better and better. I also watched her confidence get stronger and stronger. To the point now where dialing leads for her is just another reflex. It's something that happens naturally. And she's done it so many times that it's no longer phasing her. She no longer has that fear of the phone. She's she's heard just about anything anybody could ever throw at her. She's desensitized to it all and she's had she's got no emotion as far as the mindset of dealing with it. I'm not saying she's not emotional with these folks. I mean, when they open up to her, she'll laugh with them, but she knows when it's time to be firm and she never gives up. These people have to hang up on her because she won't take no for an answer. And I don't mean in a rude way, but she's always got something to say back to them. Doesn't even matter what they say. There's always something you can come back with. And if they're not hanging up on you, you're not doing your job. That's the bottom line. You're not doing your job. Your mission is to schedule an appointment to create an opportunity for you to go and protect their family. And just remember this. They filled out the card. They mailed it back. At one point, they were interested in having protection and they were interested in having some sort of safety net in case they got sick or injured and couldn't work. Or they were interested in their spouse being able to stay in the home should the worst ever happen. Or they were interested in making sure that their children had a place to live, or they were interested in making sure that the equity remained secured after their passing. And at some point, maybe an agent gave them a bad experience. Maybe an agent passed along some bad information Maybe they weren't shown the right program and thought it was going to be too expensive, or maybe they were told they weren't going to qualify. B 
because that agent didn't have enough carriers in their bag. Something changed. Something changed. And when you're dialing B and C leads, it's your mission to find out what changed. It's your objective to reignite their interests. It's your mission, again, to find out where they left off with the whole process and figure out how you can get in position to take over. Whether it's replacing a plan that was put in place or whether they just need to sit down and meet with someone more versed in the solutions we offer, like you, who can show them the right program, show them how affordable these things can be, and to elaborate as to all the reasons they need the solutions. So when you're dialing, does it really matter what you're saying to them? You're just trying to keep them from hanging up and by grabbing their attention, grab their attention, I mean, make them wonder why you're calling. Ask for their help. Let them know, hey, we have an open file here for you. We're looking to get you information on mortgage protection. It's my job to make sure you get it. We have a file that needs resolved and then let them know what happened. I mean, they'll let you know what happened. They're going to let you know exactly what happened. Sherry was finding pretty often that they had put a plan in place or they had met with somebody and something didn't work out for one reason or another. And Sherry was still able to schedule that appointment because she found out what happened and used that information to her advantage. They say, yeah, we met with an agent and it was just going to be too expensive. Well, when they say that, that's really easy. Sherry likes to say, well, it sounds like that agent didn't show you the right program because... These plans are meant to be affordable. And so we can show you exactly how affordable these plans really are. I promise you, the ones we're going to show you are going to find, you're going to find super affordable. Or they say, already put a plan in place. And that's great because the hard part's done. Someone else has already sold them. And now all you have to do is let them know we can do a we can do better. You're going to say things like, oh, well, that's great. What did you get put in place? Who's the carrier? How much is the monthly premium? What was the face amount? Do you get your money back if you never use it? Can you get some of your money back if you do use it? You're going to gather all that information so you can do one thing. Use it against them to schedule an appointment. They tell you what the premium is. Your simple response is you're spending too much. I promise you that you're spending too much. I don't care what they tell you. $10 a month. $40 a month, $100 a month, $2 a month. Doesn't matter what they say. Your response is always you're spending too much. It's only going to take me 10 minutes to show you what we can do for you and how much money we can save you. But I know for a fact you're spending too much. They tell you the name of the carrier. I love that. Especially when they say a carrier we have. For instance, Americo. We've been hearing this a lot lately. Sherry knows Americo is one of our most expensive carriers. Great carrier. All right. Nothing wrong with them, which is one of the reasons why we have them, but they are a little expensive. And Sherry understands that she knows this. So she's able to say with super confidence that America is one of the most expensive options out there. So really, the response to that is super easy because we have them and we know how much they cost. We know there's better, less expensive options out there as well. We don't really write a lot of them because we're writing carriers that bring a better value to our clients. So let me show you how much money we can save you on a similar or better plan. There's no script that you need to memorize. Um, 
as far as getting good at rebuttals, because what you what what you do have to realize is that you're just having a quick conversation about what they put in place and you're going to use your own brain, and your own mind to position yourself into an appointment by simply being logical about it all. You're going to leverage whatever information they offer you. Remember, this is sales. Make no mistake about that. This is sales. You're always selling. You're always selling. Whether you're selling yourself an appointment, you know, you get into the house, you're selling yourself personally, you want them to like you so they buy, you're showing them options, you're building value around what they can afford. When I say selling, I don't mean in a cliche way. I like to think we're helping people and that's not really selling. I mean, you just have to persuade these folks in the understanding they need to meet you for whatever reasons you can exploit. Think of them as being the jury and you want, and you're the attorney and you want the jury to see things your way. Again, you're an attorney and you're trying to get the jury to vote your way. Tell them what they need to hear. No matter what, just understand you're having a quick conversation about a card they filled out. Then use any information they offer you to your advantage so that you can schedule that appointment. So now let's talk about some principles that you, you can implement right away. That's going to help you get going a lot faster. For example, dial times, all right? Do not dial your stack of leads at the very same time every day. <laughs> all right? That's that's complete logic right there. You're not going to dial the same stack of leads at the same time every day. You got to break this up. Yeah. The name of the game is contacts, right? You got to you got to break it up and try to catch them when they're home. Dial in the morning, dial in the afternoon, dial in the evenings, dial on the weekends. You know, I'm not sure what your, your dial time schedule looks like, but I know one thing's for sure. You cannot dial the same lead every day at the same time. You're never going to get them on the phone. Okay. Got to be a little random about that. Um, and then again, just trying to catch them at different times of the day. If you haven't already, get yourself a Google number or a phone burner so you have another number to dial from. You can't dial from the same number as well. Uh, they're going to catch on to you. They're going to block your number. And then you're dialing these leads and you think it's ringing and it's really not because they got your number blocked. You're going to want to dial from a block number as well from time to time. Block your number. Uh, I know agents have a lot of success by dialing right back if it goes to voicemail. So you get somebody's voicemail, don't hang up and move on to the next lead. Hit them back right away. Hit them back a third time. People have gotten me that way, trying to get a hold of me. And I don't pick up right away. And I let it go to voicemail. They call me right back. The second time, I'm like, I know that technique. I'm not falling for it. And then guess what? They dial a third time. And I'm like, oh, no. Something, <laughs> something is like, shoot, maybe I need to pick this up. And guess what? I pick it up. And guess what? They're trying to sell me something. And that's okay. They got me, right? We're all <laughs> in this game together, right? We're all doing this. But, you know, it works. So use that technique. Don't just move on to the next lead. Um, something else you guys can do differently if you're not already doing it. You, well, yeah, you already got a telephone number. You're blocking. Get a different telephone number, maybe two or three. Um, if you're dialing a particular area pretty frequently and your mobile number isn't that area code, we have found that it helps. For instance, we're in Orlando. We're 407. Um, if you're dialing Lakeland, they're uh, 863. So we've got an 863 number that Sherry dials from when she's dialing those folks. They tend to pick up if the, lo if the number's local. So if you're um, getting more than one number out there, keep that in mind. Um, leaving voicemails. 
So depending on who you ask, you'll get a different response as far as voicemails go. Um, some say leave, some say don't, you know, really that's going to kind of be something you have to figure out on your own. I know John Kite likes to leave, uh, voicemails. He's got a, a message he delivers designed to get these folks to dial back. So he'll say something like, Hey, uh, Mr. Smith, this is John. I've been trying to get a hold of you about this file here in my office for you on that mortgage you have with Wells Fargo. I have some information to drop off to you. I'm actually going to be in your neighborhood Wednesday and Thursday. I got you down for Wednesday morning, so I'm going to swing by with this information on Wednesday morning. But do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, just give me a call back if Wednesday morning isn't going to work for you. Otherwise, I'll just see you then. Okay, I'll talk to you then. Have a good day. That's a voicemail he leaves. And that voicemail is designed to prompt a callback, right? Most folks are going to be like, who is this guy? My mortgage with wealth. He's bringing information by Wednesday morning. What's going on? And they call him back wanting to know exactly that. What's going on, right? And so it's pretty effective. He likes to use it. Other agents, you know, they'll say it's a waste of time. Don't, don't leave it. And you're just giving them a heads up as to why you're calling. And the next time they see your number and the caller ID, if they haven't already, they're going to block it, right? Going back to a couple of principles ago, have more than one number. So that doesn't happen. Um, but really, to each his own. So it's just going to depend on one style as far as whether or not they're going to leave a voicemail. If you are going to leave that voicemail, John did say he likes to leave that voicemail because he does door knock his leads, right? And so if you're going to do that, try to coordinate the timing on that. If you're going to be in an area door knocking those leads, leave those voicemails the day before because it will definitely generate a callback. But if it doesn't, this is what happens. You, you get out there, you door knock them, and you, you can pretty much say, hey, hey, I left you. I've been trying to get a hold of you. I left you a voicemail. Um, and here I am uh, with this information. I promised you. You never, pick, you never called me back. Remember, you do remember, okay, you remember filling this out too, right? You're showing them the lead. So they all connect. Um, just figure out what's going to work for you. Everyone's style is a little different. So if your style works with leaving messages, by all means, do that. Um, your, your, your goal is to schedule an appointment, and that's probably what's going to happen. So, you know, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Dialing B and C leads successfully requires an attitude, certain mindsets, and a lot of grit. And I'm not saying you have to be a badass or a hard ass or even passive aggressive. I know Sherry, she's not aggressive at all. She can be a little passive aggressive at times, but I think the key to her success with scheduling appointments is her persistency. She's super persistent and she's going to continue to call and continue to come back until she's got the appointment scheduled or they've hung up on her. And if they hang up on her, she doesn't get mad. It's whatever. She did her job. And that's how you guys need to be thinking about it as well. Just doing your job. There's only so much you can say about how to dial B and C leads when at the end of the day, all it really takes is some grit and some persistency and having faith in the numbers. You're bound to get an appointment. If you keep dialing, that's all it is. So I want you guys to listen to this podcast again and again and again. And as many times as you think it's going to take for you to instill these concepts and principles. I know you guys can do this. All you have to do is know that you guys can do this and it will all work out. Okay. So, all right. Good luck out there, guys. Talk to you later. Mm -hmm.